Okay, so let's learn. So we're in the middle of, uh, of Tari Gimel over here. So the Kitzur, what, what um, Rabbi Nachman has been talking about was the Indian of a person discovering their own unique, what's usually called Chelek of Tyra, but what's more, in, in truth, what's more technically true in, uh, in Pidu Satira is that it's your own complete, Complete tyrant, your complete system of tyre. Every single Jew, every single Jew besides the the, the tyre that we're all sort of just uh, standing in front of and uh, submitting ourselves to. That's the klaliyasat tyre with a certain klalim of tyre. What we've been learning is is that at the same time, there's also what's called the tyre sanishama. Every neshama has a specific lens through which it it it's given its. There's a kabbalasat tyre mitzad the There's a kabbalasat tyre mitzad each neshama, and every neshama. Uh, this, within the 600,000, so every neshama has a particular inyan, a particular mitzvah, something that it's its ikr, and through that lens, all of tarik mitzvahs have to be seen. And so there's an inyan of, of a personal taras hanashama, a personal uh, relationship to tarik that a person has. And we saw, and we saw, for example, even in halacha from the Ishbitzer, it was the first shir that we had in this Torah, that the Ishbitzer told us even in halacha, Rav Tzadik writes this in a few places also in the name of the Ishbitzer, mm-hmm. and he, he, Rav Tzadik explains many sugis based on this, that even in halacha there are certain, there are certain principles of kolya Torah that when a person knows and connects to their personal Torah then you put the kolya aside and mm-hmm. you have to deal with... Uh, with uh, rules that, that are more fitting to pratiyastik uh, and neshama. Like we saw in the Israel, you send away the mother bird and you take the babies. Sometimes you put away the, the klal and you take the prat. Um, yeah, there's a number of sukkahs that, that explain with that, but that, that, that was the insights. That was, the that was that, this, 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 this Indian of Taras and neshama, then we saw as well, it then filters down even more specifically, to understanding not just the generality of your life. In other words, there's, in other words, what we saw last week, and, you know, what, maybe I wasn't 100% clear in breaking it down in this way, but now I'll try to make it, uh, I'll make it clear that there are sort of uh, three general madregas when it comes to Tyra, when it comes to our engagement with, with, with Tyra. On the one hand, there's the general klal, which is, Unrelated to your particular neshama, it's just, we're all standing by our scene together, just be makabel klolius atayra, and the klolius atayra is the same rules for everybody. That's the mother bird, you know. And then you have what moving from that klal into more pratiyistic, which is each specific neshama has their entirety of tayra that they're given, and that entirety of tayra. Like I said, uh, like I've been saying, is each neshama has their mitzvah, has their chelik, has their unique shlichus in the world, and that's your taras neshama. And we saw that this is to discover that, or to at least prepare yourself to discover that. We saw from Menachem, and that's the new learning mishnayos, because mishnah is the same letters as neshama. And we'll see in a moment a little bit more about this, but that's the meaning of of the sixty mesechtas correspond to the six hundred thousand. We'll see in a second why that is. But the six, you know, even the six hundred thousand in, in in Tanakh in Chumash, it's never described as six hundred thousand. It's six shishim riboy, sixty ten thousands, sixty ten thousand. So even that number six hundred thousand in, in Chumash is more appropriately connected to the number sixty, just sixty ten thousands. So this Indian of sixty mishnayis is what allows a person to discover the klolia satira given to 600,000 people in you. You understand? So this, the Torah was given to 600,000 b'chlal, but now there's tar there's your 
lens through which you see your Torah and your particular shlichus in the world, as if you had your personal mind in our Sinai, it means that within you is 600,000, is, is the sixth, is Shishim Riboy is within you, and that's discovered by learning, by learning the 60 Mesechtas. And we'll see in exactly, in a, in, a, in a few minutes, I'll try to explain how the 60 Mesechtas translates into, into 60 ten-thousands. But we'll, we'll hold off on that. That's, again, so you have the Klal of Tyra, Rol standing by Harasinai, the Prat of Tyra, Neshama, each Neshama has within it a Bechina of the 600,000, a complete Torah within yourself, your main Shlichas in your life. But then you have Prati Pratis, which is, okay, I have my general Shlichas, but what's my Avaida, again, like, you know, on Tuesday afternoon when I'm dealing, uh, in, in, when I'm in a business meeting, like... In other words, we find in the Ishbitzer Swarm as well, it's a very important principle in life, is that every neshama has their shlichas. Every neshama has their general tikkun that they're here to do, which is their mitzvah, and that is their, b'derach klal, that's their general focus in life, and everything that they do, and all the mitzvahs that they keep, is sort of from that lens. But the Ishbitzer writes in a few places, and the Beis Yaakov talks about this in a number of places, that, that that's, generally speaking, even that's general, but there's also side shlichas in that the Rabbanu sends you on. And those side shlichasin are, uh, are, more, are much more specific of, okay, what, what, what's my avayda right now? I had this, you know, you wake up in the morning, you had a certain plan of what you want to do, and then, you know, life takes you in the opposite direction. It's like, what am I supposed to do now? Like, I, I, so even after learning Mishnayis and you've discovered your shishim riboy, and you have your chelik of taira, and you know that your inyan is tzitzis, whatever, your inyan is tzitzis. But not every single second of life can you be... Uh, Checking people's tzitzis, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't, it doesn't work like that. You have any, yet most of life, in fact, is probably filled up with side shlichasin. And side shlichasin are, 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 are hard to figure out, maybe even harder to figure out than the general shlichas. A person's general shlichas is already hard enough to figure out, but then you have specifically this and this and this, like what do I do? That, 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 that is also part of this, this entire term of discovering your malchus, because like, that's what we've been talking about, right? Finding your malchus, your malchus in Torah means beyond the cloud of Tyre that we're all a part of, because you're not, in that, in that general bigger picture of Tyre, you're not the king. Uh, more, you're, not, you're not a king more than me. Like, we're all uh, just standing by our Sinai together. Once we move into Tyre Seneshama, oh, that's ready, you're a melech. You're a melech. But then, you, then but, but really, you know, you could have a melech, for example, you could have a melech who's sitting in his palace and his country is, is just falling apart, right? And he's there, you know... Uh, I'm the melech. In order to really be a melech, not only do you have to have a general grasp on what's going on, you have to be able to make sure that all the highways are working properly. You have to be, you know, the, the protim, a real malchus is, 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 uh, is healthy and well when the, when the prati protim are, are worked out. If the prati protim are not worked out, it's very nice on paper that you're a melech. Things are falling apart. So in order to have a real malchus, not only do you have to have the general vision of what your shlichus is generally, Tarsan Hashama, Mishnah, you also have to be able to have a Ruch HaKadosh a little bit to know what your Avaid is, even in the side missions that, that encompass the, the vast majority of the details of one's life. That's called Gemara. That's called Gemara. Gemara takes Mishnayas, which are still generally Klolim, and the Gemara chews it up, so to speak, and, uh, you know what I mean, and, uh, and, 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 come and, and, and finds from those Klolim the Prate Pratim. And so this is what Ibn Achman said, is that in order to, to really establish one's malchus and taira, uh, one, one has to learn Mishnayis and Gemara. Mishnayis and Gemara. And we saw, again, just to repeat it, that's what we saw last week, is that Ibn Achman is saying those are the, the Mishnayis and Gemara, that's how a person develops the kalim to discover one's malchus. And then the nigin that a person hears 
after learning Mishnayis and Gemara, the nigan that a person hears from Anish Kasher, which Rabbi Nachman said in the first paragraph, is a bechin of nevuah, which is an Indian of vision. So then that nigan infuses within the person like a, like, like a, a, a clarity of vision to, to know to know 100% what, what one's malchus is. So the ability to, he, to see, to, to hear the nigan and to, dis, and to discover one's malchus comes from Mishnayis and Gemara. But then when you actually hear a nigan and, and, and it's v'chinus nevuah with the birds and so on coming into your, into your system, then you have the eyes to actually see it. So now you have the, you have the kalim for one's malchus, which is Mishnayis and Gemara. Now you have the actual R. And the vision of it that comes from the vua. Okay, so that's what the. Let's be, so, by the way, that's why, you know. Okay, let's, let's confuse things more. Fine. So, there, there is, there's, a couple, there's a couple other nakudas in this sugya of Mishnayis and Gemara being necessary to build one, the kalim of one's malchas. There's a, few, there's a couple nakudas in this, in this paragraph that I think it's kadai to expand upon this morning. Number one. Rabbi Nachman said that in order to, for this to happen, in order for Mishnayis and Gemara to do its thing and to work properly, to allow a person to at least have the kalim to discover one's malchus when you hear that nigan and when you have your personal nevuah. Because that's what nevuah, right? There's the, the, a navi that was called a chazoin, a chazin, like a nigan. That's what we saw, what we saw last time, that a chazoin, a chazin, a navi is, is there to give uh, direction to individuals. <clears throat> the, the, the general Klal Yisrael it's Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu was the Navi of all Nevi'im. But after that, the, chaz- the a, 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 a Chazayin, and I mentioned this in one of the Sefer Yeshushim a while back from Yaakov Kamenetsky, even that, that, uh, that, that, that term Roya, or Chayza, the one that, the, a Navi being described as someone that sees, is specifically a title that's given to a Navi whose main job is to give direction to individual people in terms of their shlichas, their shlichas general in life, and their shlichas specifically in life. That's why in Sefer, in Sefer, in Sefer Shmuel, when Shaul HaMelech, before he's the Melech, right, he's, uh, he's on a mission trying to find donkeys that his father lost. His father had a, you know, a farm or whatever it is, and he had donkeys, and donkeys got lost, so he sends Shaul with his gabai to go find the donkeys. So they pass by a city, and the Gabi says to Shaul that maybe we should stop over here. There's a there's a there's a roya, there's a seer in this in this in this town. It was Shmuel Anavi, and then the pasuk interrupts by saying, "In those days before there was a real melech, then the way they would call Anavi was that he was a roya. Once the Malchus Yisrael established, then he's not then that he's not you know that that term you know that nickname of roya you know fell off." And then the Pasuk goes back to talk about the story. So again, very much Bekitz, I spoke about this in Sefer Yeshua. Why would the Pasuk interrupt like that? What's the, so, so I saw from Yaakov Kaneski that he said that that's the, that's the aside, is that, is that at this point, the leadership, there was no malchus, there was no collective whole yet. It was all just a bunch of individual people, individual shvatim, and shayft, it, it was still a little bit uh, disjointed like that. And so the main leadership were from individual Nevi'im that gave individual instruction to each individual person about what their shlichus is in their life and what their shlichus is in this moment. So Shaul HaMelech is, is, is moving towards establishing the general picture of Malchus Yisrael. He has to first discover his own personal Malchus and sort of take hold of his shlichus right now. And his shlichus right now is to find donkeys. So he goes to Araya. So you see already that the word Araya or in this in the Torah, Rabbi Nachman, Achayza, same same idea is dis, is dis, is a description of a navi specifically geared towards telling you your personal avoda right now, your personal malchus. 
before you become the Melech of all Kla Yisrael, you have to be a Melech over your own self, Befrat. So for Sholem Melech to become Melech Yisrael, he has to first connect to this Indian of being a Melech Bepratius. And that comes with a Raya. Again, that's the same Torah as Rabbi Nachman over here, that by hearing, the, hearing a Chazin, by hearing a Nigan, which is Bechinus Chayza, you discover your own Malchus. But again, as I said, the Kalim for that are developed by learning Mishnah and Gemar. Okay. I guess that was all by Derech introduction and, and, and just chazering over. But there's, again, there's two Nakudas in this paragraph that we didn't focus on yet that it's Kedai to mention. First of all, in this in this paragraph that we saw last time, Rabbi Nachman made clear that this all works. This whole system works of Mishnayis and Gemara to discover your Malchus is if you're learning Lishma. This is if you're learning Lishma. And if a person is not learning Lishma, it doesn't work. Now, Rabbi Nachman said that because there's such a concern of a person not learning the Shema, so we have to give an Eitzah for a person to protect oneself to make sure that they, that they learn the Shema. But this only works when you're learning the Shema. So the question is why? Rabbi Nachman doesn't explain why the Shema is so necessary. Now, guys, you could say Pashat the Shema, because otherwise, you know, uh, for Torah to do its thing properly, you have to be learning Torah properly, right? And that's, you know, if you want Torah to work 100%, then you've got to give it... Uh, well, you know, you got to give it its proper uh, environment. So, Torah Lishma is just the, the, you know. But, but, but maybe we can try to discover a little bit more specifically. What is it about Torah Lishma that's such a necessary ingredient? Again, again, on Pasha the level, because in order for Torah to be perfect, it has to be Lishma. So you want Torah to work. So you want Torah to do all the things that it can do. You have to learn Torah properly. But more Bipratis, again, why Lishma is a necessary ingredient in this specific Indian? So it, it could be like this, you know, what, since we're dealing with, what's the, what's the general sugi we're talking about? M- moving from the general klolem of Tyra into the pratim of Tyra. And then not just the pratim of, of your personal shlichas, but the pratim pratim of your life. There's always a concern, and we find this historically, you know, that, that whenever we move from that general, it says in Shulchan Aruch, that's what you do, that's what you do, to a more specific you know, yeah, but this moment might require something else. My personal nantia is something different. That's always tricky. That's always, there's always a concern that the more you move into the prate, 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 pratim, the more you'll forget about the general cloud. And what's important in this entire sugya is, is that as we move into the pratim of Mishnah and Gemara and so on, of knowing what your particular shlichas is in this moment, it can never chas v'shom come at a, at a point, uh, even though it's true, like the Ishbitzer said, there are moments of where you have to send away the mother bird and ignore the klolem just to focus on the pratim. Even that is only a temporary moment. I mean, you know, it's not, uh, you know, but th- there's always a concern that if a person is discovering their malchus, maybe chas v'shalom, it'll get to a point of where the general malchus of Tyra will become completely disjointed from the prat. I mean, Lamashal, again, so that, I mean, on a very extreme level, we've had this nebuch with... Uh, you know, with Yidin and, and, and you know, and the, the Enlightenment and other situations like that, of where, it, it, you know, it, it becomes so, um, you know, Torah becomes so uh, personalized that it becomes, it becomes not just the shell of itself, it, it, it stops being Torah, it stops being Torah. And so in order to make sure that, that as the Torah moves into Prat and to Prate Pratim, it still retains its identity. At the same time, we have to therefore be connected to to not just the general, but the general of general things. And it's a big principle in in, in Chassidus. The lower you go, the higher you have to be connected. 
in order to allow yourself to go lower. So the more pratis, pratis, pratis you go, the more, at the same time, you might be moving away from the klal, but you have to be even more connected to the klale klalis, to the, general of, the, the generality of all generalities. So let me, let me, let me explain. Tar l'shma is that inyan of klal sheba klal. What, what, what have we had until now? We have the klal of Tyra, right? Gimel v'eres chamburis is the only yard v'alyavah, that's the klal of Tyra, fine. And now we're talking about discovering the prat, that's neshama, that's mishnah, and prati pratis. But once you're moving away from the klal and you're entering into prat and prati pratis, there's a concern that it's going to lose its identity as Tyra. It's going to become a shell of itself. It's just going to become, you know, like a, a chachma, and like even Christianity, you know, you... Uh, uh, circumcise your heart, you know, whatever. It, it, it'll, lo- it'll lose itself. So as you move away from the klal and you move to prat and prati pratis, what you have to have is at the same time connect yourself to that which is, is even more bigger than the klal. You have to connect yourself to the klal sheba klal. You understand? The lower you go, the higher you have to be connected. So what is the Klal Sheba Klal of Torah? How does one connect to the Klal Sheba Klal of Torah? The, 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 the most collective is Tarlishma. Because you know what Tarlishma is? Tarlishma is an amazing thing. Tarlishma means that no matter what sugi you're learning, and no matter what chilek of Torah you're involved in, ultimately it's the same kavan. And that's very, very unique. It's very, very interesting. When it comes to the midst of learning, you should... When it comes to myths of learning, everything that you learn automatically is, a, is even though it's technically under the one mitzvah of Talmud Torah, but it's fundamentally different. In other words, when it comes to other mitzvahs, it's always the same. Lulav and Esrik, every single year is the same. You might have a different set of Lulav and Esrik, you know what I'm saying? But, but the mitzvah is the same. It's doing the same act, the same thing, every single year, the same way. That's the mitzvah. Every mitzvah is like that. Every mitzvah's Maisis is like that. Torah is unique. is because the mitzvah of Talmud Torah says... It says, it says differences. It says, learn Hilchus Tzitzis. And it says, learn Hilchus Tefillin. And it says, learn Hilchus Basar B'chalav. And it says, learn Hilchus uh, Yain Nesach. The, the, the mitzvah of Talmud Torah changes constantly. But what's amazing about Torah is that Torah ensures that with all the changes and different expressions that mitzvah Talmud Torah takes, at the end of the day, it's all the same thing, which is, I'm learning Torah Hashem because the Rebbe Hashem commanded, commanded me to do so. That unifying force of Torah Lashma is not such a chiddush when it comes to Luv because every mitzvah of Luv is always the same. So of course the kavana behind it is going to be the same. I'm shaking Luv to, to do the mitzvah of Luv That's always what I'm doing anyway with Luv just shaking Luv So the, so the, 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 the kavana of, of Luv is not such a chiddush. But the kavanah of Torah Lashma is a big chiddush because the nature of the mitzvah of Talmud Torah is that I'm learning something different every time. But yet the kavanah behind it is absolutely one and the same. So the nature of Torah Lashma is that it unifies different expressions of Torah. The mitzvah of Talmud Torah expresses itself in myriads of different ways. It could be, you know, so it, in other words, like, the, like the Vilna Gaon says that in, in, in his commentary to the Mishnah's Peah that every single word of Torah that a person learns is its own mitzvah. No, it's not just like this generality of learning Torah. There's, there's, 
Talmud Torah says, learn Medrash Rabbah. And Talmud Torah says, learn Medrash Danchuma. And Talmud Torah says, learn Gemara. It, 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 it itself, tell, it, it, it takes on different identities. Whatever it is that you're learning, that's a different... It's a different. Uh, it's a different. It, it's a different aspect of the mitzvah Talmud Torah. It's not the same mice over and over again. It's a different mice every time. And what's Tarlishma? Tarlishma says those different mices that you're constantly doing with, depending on whatever safer you take off the shelf. There's one kavana behind it. So the yisoid of Tarlishma is to take a Torah which now is, which seems multifaceted and different and all over the place, and give a unifying force behind it. This is this is true every time you learn. But it's even more important when you're trying to discover your own chalak of tar. Because when you're discovering your own chalak of tar, which is extremely unique and extremely specific, there's a concern that you'll fall off the deep end and you'll and, and it'll become completely alien to what the generality of Torah is supposed to is supposed to look like. That you'll, you know, again, you'll come up with your own uh, concept of what Shabbos is supposed to look like, Khasvashal. So in order to make sure as you go into this sugya of building your own malchus, that your malchus is not a rebellion against the general malchus of, of, of Kal Yisrael. So therefore we have to be mechazik even more tar Because again, tar means that no matter what's going on, no matter what I'm trying to discover, there's one ultimate kavana behind all of it, which is I'm trying to serve the Rabbanu I'm trying to connect to El Yisrael, to the God of the Jewish people. And so this is what it means that when you move from the Klal of Torah, which is Torah Shavach Sav, and now you start moving into the Pratim, Torah Sanashama, Mishnah, and Prati Pratim, the Torah of the moment, your side Shlichasen, which is called Gemara, you have to be connected even deeply to the Klal Sheba Klal. So it's even higher, and that's called Torah Lishma. Because Torah Lishma is even higher than the Klal of Torah. The Klal of Torah itself expresses itself in different ways. Like I said, sometimes by learning Medjish uh, Chumas, sometimes by learning Medjish Rabbah, whatever it is. But the Klal Sheb, the Klal, behind all of these things that unifies it all is Tar Lishma. This is the site of the Gemara, right? Everyone knows the Gemara whenever Maishu Rabbeinu went to the Shir Rabbi Kiva without going to the Holarichas, right? Everyone knows he went to Rabbi Kiva's Shir and he didn't know what's going on, right? Until finally Rabbi Kiva says a certain halacha and the Talmud says, where is this coming from? So he says, Halacha Maishu Misinai, oh, Misyashu Daitai. So everyone knows what type of... First of all, what does it mean Maisha didn't have the shear? What does it mean why is Maisha bothered by that? Maisha is a nun of, okay, so Rekiva is smart, so what? The whole, the whole thing is, and Bechal, the Gemara says that he was 18 rows back. It's 18 rows. <clears throat> so, um, you know, the Gemara says that there are 18,000 tzaddikim in a generation that are makabli ape shchinta, that receive the face of the shchina, that have a personal, a personal yichidus uh, with their banishalim, 18,000. So that number 18 is a rep- represents individualized Torah. Individualized Torah. 18,000 tzaddikim of every generation that has a personal connection. The word elef, 18,000. Elef is also the word aluf, which means to teach. 18,000 tzaddikim of the generation is, it, it means the, the bechina of every single Jew having their own personal kabbal satar, their personal hasyachtas, their personal yichidus with the Rabbani Shalom, that's called 18,000 tzaddikim. Moshe Rabbeinu is by Rabbi Kiva Shir. Moshe Rabbeinu is the Klal of Tar. Moshe Rabbeinu means there's three things which are Yahar Yavar and that's it. All of a sudden it comes to Rabbi Kiva, which is the world of what? Of Tarsh Peh. And Rabbi Kiva is teaching a Shir, and the Shir Rabbi Kiva is what? Is, is, somehow is, is a Shir that's, that, that Torah is, is taking so many individualized forms. 18, 18 rows, 18,000 tzaddikim of every generation. Moshe Rabbeinu is behind, is behind those 18, 18 rows. Moshe Rabbeinu is the Klal of Torah. He doesn't recognize what Rabbi Kiva is talking about. 
It doesn't look like the Klal anymore. Until Rabbi Kiva said, Halach l'mayish misin. What's Halach l'mayish misin? Halach l'mayish misin. You know. It all goes back to the same source. There's the Klal Sheba Klal behind all of it. The Klal Sheba Klal behind all of it ensures that as the term moves to Prat and Prati Pratim, it remains authentic. It remains authentic. So that's why learning Torah Lishma is such an important, an important point. Okay, there was another point, there was another piece, uh, an aspect of this, of this paragraph that was also a necessary ingredient to make sure that the Mishnais and the Gemara work properly to discover your Malchus, and that was learning the Mishnais and the Gemara at night. It was learning it at night. Now, what's interesting is, is that when Rabbi Nachman, it's late already, when Rabbi Nachman talked about this Indian of learning Torah at night, he really, between the lines, he really said two things. He said, first of all, Bechlal, it, it, in order, for, again, for the Torah to work properly, it has to be Lishma, and also it should be at night, so just time for it to, to be Poyolais properly, to build your Malchus, it has to be at night. And Rabbi also said that by learning at night, it also protects you from falling into Torah Lishma. So on the one hand, so it, it has two aspects. On the one hand, it makes sure that your Torah, that even is Lishma, is... Is, 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 is working properly to discover your malchus. And it also has the effect of protecting a person from falling into Shloy Lishma. So what's the sin you learn Torah at night? So uh, I, 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 there's a number of aspects, a number of nakudas that, that we can say about it. One thing is as follows, is that you know, the nature, the nighttime is obviously uh, naturally for sleeping, right? This person is going against that, right? And he's learning Torah at night instead of going to sleep. What's interesting about sleep is that, yeah, you know, there's a Gemara in Tainus. The Gemara, the Gemara says, a Maisa Chaniyamagal, right? Chaniyamagal. So the Gemara says, it's the whole thing. Chaniyamagal, uh, you know, he sees someone planting a, 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 a boxer tree, and he says, what's the, you know, you know you're not going to be able to reap the fruit of this. So he says, okay, my father left me one, I'm leaving it for my son and so on. Okay, so the Pratimus we're not going to go into anyway. Chaniyamagal sits down, he, all of a sudden he feels very tired, he sits down, takes a nap, and he sleeps for 70 years, right? 70 years, he comes up. After 70 years, he walks into the base medrash. And, uh, and in the base medrash, they're saying a Torah. And the Torah that they're saying is, wow, mamish, this was such a gaval, the gavard, whatever was said. This mamish, this Torah is mamish like, it's like a chani amagal to Torah. So? So he says, I'm chani amagal. And they laugh at him out of the base medrash. Hey, chani amagal. Chani amagal, you know, uh, disappeared uh, years and years ago, decades ago. You're chani amagal. So he, the Gemara says that he davened, that he should be taken away, and, and he was nifter. Says the Gemara, Hayna Dharma I think Rava says, Hayna Dharma Yenshi, Ay Misusa. What if Chani, so it's an amazing thing, because when they said in the base Medrash, these are Tanoim, when, the, when, the, when they said in the base Medrash, the Torah that was said right now is Mamash Chani Amagal Dega Torah. That's not a, that was real. But yet Chani Amagal was not recognized. See, what if Chani Amagal was, was alive and awake for those 70 years? then the nature of being awake is that you adjust with the times. Then, in other words, when you compare Chani Amago's life, you know, to 70 years later, it's a whole different planet. But why didn't Chani Amago adjust to that? Why couldn't he adjust? The answer is because he was sleeping. When you sleep, it means that you stop, like, you know, <laughs> you, you pause your personal life, and the rest of the world continues on, and then you wake back up and like, whoa, it's this, you know. So usually when you're only sleeping for a few hours, you know, overnight, okay, so the world, how different can it be? I mean, sometimes you check your phone, the is different. But, uh, okay, but the world is not that different. So you, man- you sort of like, 
we, you don't, we don't even realize it, but we sort of like recalibrate quickly. But if you're sleeping for 70 years, that, that's very hard to recalibrate. So that's what he said. Eichav Rusam Yisusa, finish. He can't, he can't. But if Chani Amaga was awake during those 70 years, then he would constantly be recalibrating. He would be the Chani Amago, and he would be able to be very, very, uh, you know. So this Indian of what? Of, disco- of discovering your Tyra means the ability to always recalibrate. It means the ability to always reorient yourself. Okay, what am I needed for right now? What I was needed for yesterday is not necessarily what I'm needed for today. And the type of people I'm speaking to yesterday might not be the type of people I'm speaking to today. To be able to always re- recalibrating, it means that you have to not be a Chani Amago. It means you have to not fall asleep and then just wake up 70 years later and like, here, I'm Chani Amago. Yeah, you're Chani Amago, you're a dinosaur. You know what I'm saying? You were, you were the, the Gadol Hadar then. It's a different generation now. So in order to constantly be recalibrating, you always have to be awake. So says Rabbi Nachman, in order to discover your Torah, which is always going to be evolving, because your shlichus will change, your, even your neshama will change. If you remain asleep and you say, this is the way it was, and this is the way it's supposed to be, and that's it. So then what's going to happen? So then you're going to be asleep for 70 years, you're going to wake up, and they'll be talking about you, wow, mamish, the gadadar, and then you'll open your mouth, and it's dinosaur talk. That's what will happen. You know? SOS. Same old stuff. Right? That's what it will be. And that's the, you'll be sending out just SOS signals to everybody. And everyone just feels like, this is not, this is not Chani Amago. Because the Chani Amago that we remember was a Chani Amago that was current, that understood the Matzah, that was speaking the language of the people. The problem is Chani Amago has been sleeping for 70 years. Again, if Chani Amago was awake, then he would be constantly readjusting. But he wasn't. So, that's what's going on over here. It says, Rebbe to discover your Torah, you have to be learning Torah at night. No, it's the same time that usually you would go to sleep and put pause on your, your evolution, right? And just, that's it. And then you wake up and like, you know, hopefully, again, like I said, usually you wake up only a few hours later, so, it's, you know, so you calibrate quickly. But in order to really be sensitive to your personal shlichas and so on, says Rabbi Nachman, learn Torah at night. When usually you sleep, you're, which means that you're pausing your, your recalibration and you're and you're becoming more sensitive to the nuances of a new, of a new planet every single moment, so you're mechazik yourself, learn Torah at night. So that's, that's, that's one aspect of why learning Torah at night is such a necessary ingredient to maintain this inyan of constantly being sensitive to your new shlichas and your new, and your new uh, responsibilities. This is a big... I, again, and I'll, I'll just speaking very tzniyistik and, and very, very bekitzer, you know, the nature of young people is that they're constantly, you know, children physically grow, and even when you're officially stopped physically growing, but you're still like a bechinas child, so you're still in, in, in growth movement, in, in, you know, orientation. So, so, so there's always the, you know, so you like to learn new things, to discover new ideas, to try to speak in different ways, but at some point in a person's age, like, it, it, it's very tempting to be that chani amago and just say, okay, this is who I am, and I'm not going to try to rediscover myself. Kacha, that's it. And uh, hopefully, and I'll just hang out with like-minded people. You know what I mean? I'll just, you know, we're, we're all just be sleeping together. And we'll just uh, go on like that. And that's it. You know what I mean? But then once in a while, when you're taken out of that slumber and thrown into a new basement, you know, a new environment where people are saying, oh, taka, like the tar of Chani Amago. And you say, oh, ich bin Chani Amago. So I'm going to give a drasha. And what is it? SOS. 
same old stuff. So that's a, so that, that that that's always a concern. That that's a, that's a that's a challenge for people in a position of hashpa, hundred percent. And it's also a challenge even for individual people to get to a point of where you're so comfortable with with who you are that you begin to fall asleep for seventy years. And uh, you know, we read a story of Chaniyamal goes, okay, you know, it's a you know crazy tale of the Gemara, but it's mamish. It could be mice and b'chol yom. So a person always has to has to rekindle. You know, they say from the Yirak Kaddish that the Yirak Kaddish, he was called the Holy Jew of Pesach. Was called the Holy Jew. So he said because every single morning he woke up, he's like, okay, you know what? I want to be a Yid today. I'm starting over. Let's let's recalibrate the whole thing. And that's how a person really discovers their personal uh, avoda. Okay, so that's that's one aspect of why learning Torah Lishma, uh, why learning Torah at night is such an important thing. Another aspect of why learning Torah, why learning Torah at night is so important. I mentioned before that learning Mishnah is, again, is, is discovering the entirety of Torah, of your personal Maimon Har Sinai, right? And, so, and I explained that the, that the significance of the number 60, the Torah was given to 600,000. And I said that 600, the Torah calls it not 600,000, the Torah calls it 60 ten-thousands, Shishim Ribli. And so in order to receive the Torah, it means that you have to be Shishim Riboy. And then when you're Shishim Riboy, you can have a Maimon Arsinai. So how do you get Shishim? No, Shishim is by learning the 60 Mesechtas. That's, that's Shas. That's, that's learning. But how do, you, how do you learn the Shishim of the 60 Mesechtas in a way of Shishim Riboy? So in Torah, in, in Chumash, we have, we have different, uh, we have words for single digits, Right? Echad Shtayim Shalosh, right? You have words for tens, the tens column, right? Eser, you know, Esrim, Shloshim, right? You have Meya, you have ten, uh, uh, hundreds, and then you have ten thousand. That's it. S- sing, you know, uh, uh, single, you know, single digits, singles, tens, hundreds, and ten, uh, uh, I'm sorry, th- I skipped one, thousands, yeah, th- thousands and ten thousands. That's as far as you go. The highest number that Torah recognizes, those are the five. Madragas of count of numbers, right? Again, singles, uh, uh, tens, hundreds, thousands, ten thousands. Shishim Rivli. Everything is in the Neshama as well. There's different. There's just like there's five different categories of digits. What I just said, right? From singles to ten thousands. So too, there's five chalakim of the Neshama. Singles corresponds to nefesh. Tens corresponds to ruach. Hundreds corresponds to Neshama. Thousands corresponds to chaya. 10,000 corresponds to Yechida. Yechida Shebenefesh. Yechida Shebenefesh is the deepest, most, the part of the Neshama that is when we talk about the Chelek Al-Kami Ma'amamish. That's not the Nefesh, it's not so much the Ruach, it's not the Neshama so much, it's not the Yechida. Like in the Tanya, the Tanya talks about that that part of the Jew which is so deeply attached to Elikus in the most profound way, that's the Chelek Al-Kami Ma'am, that's called the Yechida Shebenefesh. The, the Tani talks about, and he says that Yechidah Shevenefesh, where does it express itself? How does it express itself? It expresses itself, says the Tanya, in many places in the beginning of Sefer Tanya, in the Kaych of Mesiris Nefesh. Right? That's what he, the Tanya says, that the ability of a Jew to be Meisir Nefesh comes not because it makes sense and not because of some... It's Yechidah Shevenefesh. It means that the, 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 the very essence of who the Jew is is Mamish, Mamish, and that expresses itself. So that means the, the deepest part of the nefesh, which is the chelik alakami ma'amamish, that's called yichidish of the nefesh, corresponds with the avoid of mesiris nefesh, and it corresponds to the number bracket of 10,000. When a person learns Torah b'mesiris nefesh, 
that means that you're discovering, you're, you're, you're bringing out within yourself your Yechidah Nefesh. means that you're bringing out within yourself your Bechinas Riboy of 10,000. So when you learn Mishnayis, which is Shishim, the Mesiris Nefesh at night, that's, six, that's 60, 10,000, that's Shishim Riboy. So in order to find the Shishim Riboy within yourself, means you learn Mishnah, which is Shishim, the Bechinas Mesiris Nefesh, which is at night when everyone's going to sleep and you're staying up, that's Bechinas Riboy, that's Shishim Riboy, that's, uh, and by the way, that's also why Rabbi Nachman says, by learning Torah at night, it's a skula to make sure that you always stay with Torah that you don't fall into, into other personal, personal uh, motivations. What is it about learning Torah at night that makes sure that you're learning Torah The answer is, when you learn Torah at night, it's what? It's Mesiris Nefesh. Where does Mesiris Nefesh come from? Yechidosh Nefesh. Yechidosh Nefesh doesn't have any other motivations. The only, motiva- the only thing that the Yechidosh Nefesh knows is God. That's it. The other motivations come from lower things. Yechaya has other motivations. Neshama, Ruach, Nefesh, certainly. But Yechidosh Nefesh, everything the Yechidosh Nefesh does is Lishma. So in order to make sure that your Torah is Lishma, you have to learn with your Yechidosh Nefesh. How do you learn with Yechidosh Nefesh? By learning Torah with Mesiris Nefesh, Tavka at night. So when you learn Torah at night, it has all of these effects. It has the effect of what? Of allowing you to always recalibrate life, never to, get, never to put a pause on yourself. Like, okay, that's it, I'm finished. I'm just, you know, wake me up when everyone else changed and then it's already too late, you know, to always constantly be evolving. That's learning Torah at night. It also, learning Torah at night means that you're learning Torah with, with Mesir Snefesh, which means Yechidosh Nefesh, which means that it's a Bechina of 10,000. So when you learn Mishnayis, which is 60, and you're learning Mishnayis with the Bechina of, of, of nighttime, which is 10,000, it means that you are discovering within yourself the 60, 10,000, the Shishim Riboy of Knesset Yisrael, and you can therefore receive a personalized Torah to discover your Shlichus. Because again, the Torah is only given to Shishim Riboy. So in order to have your Torah, it means you have to be Shishim Riboy. So that comes with learning Torah, with learning Mishnayis at night. And at the same time, it also has the effect of keeping on the straight and narrow to learn Torah Lishma. Because when you're learning with Mesiris Nefesh, with your Yechidosh Nefesh, that's the only motivation Yechidosh Nefesh knows. The only language Yechidosh Nefesh knows is the language of God. Everything else is completely irrelevant. It doesn't have, doesn't have any asag of anything else. So as long as you're learning with Yechidosh Nefesh, with Mesiris Nefesh, then Torah is automatically Lishma, and you'll be able to use all of this to discover the, uh, the, uh, the Torah that you have personally. And by the way, not only, not only this one last Nekud, not only does Yechidosh Nefesh keep you from falling into Shloy Lishma, it actually, that's where Lishma lives. You know, as, like I said earlier, the, what does Lishma mean? Lishma means a unifying kavana behind all things. That's the Yechidosh Nefesh language. Because one of the qualities, you know, in the Tanya, he, he talks about this, that the, in the Rizal also, the Yechidah, it's coming from the Rizal, Yechidah Shebenefesh is unique, is that all the different parts of the Neshama fit in different parts of the body. The Nefesh is in the lower part of the body, the, the Ruach is in the torso, the, the, the whatchamacallit, the, uh, the Neshama is in the head, and even the Chaya is in the body, then it's out of the body, constantly going in and out. Yechidah, doesn't have any specific spot. Yechida is just an aura that encompasses the person in totality. So the whole nature of Yechida is a klal shabba klal, a complete unifying force that, that all individualized in Yanim can blend within. That's Tarlishma. Tarlishma, again, like I said before, it's Tarlishma. Whatever you're learning, Mishnayis, Gemara, Medjish Rabbah, whatever it is that you're doing, Tarlishma says you're doing it for the same reason. So the whole nature of Tarlishma is 
more yichida, shevenefeshtek. It's 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 a uni- It unifies whatever it is that you're learning. It's all the same. So guys in base measures, for example, when they're learning, one of the things that they struggle with is like you know. Am I really accomplishing? Am I really, this guy knows better than me? Am I Rashiva knows more? You know, I, I didn't understand this year. So that's all because you're in Torah Shlodeshma. When in Shlodeshma, then it's focused on like what you're doing and uh, whether you're being successful. Like the whole, uh, but when it, com- when it comes to, uh, when it comes to learning Torah Lishma, what's the difference? As long as you like sat by, by Seder, you know what I mean? And, 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 you, and you did your thing. You learned Torah, and you didn't uh, schmooze too much, and, 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 and you learned properly, and you, know, you did the best you can, so that, that, that's, that's Torah Lishma. It's an afkamina, what you get. And, and let's say you were successful, so... Rebbe is at Sal, if you asked him if he understands the Gemara, he'd say no. So, uh, it's all Madrigas anyway, so, so the, whole thing is, uh, the whole thing is a tipshis. But uh, it's just gaivas. But the point is that Torah Lishma means whatever I'm doing, if I'm doing Lishma, I can be satisfied with that. That's that's the entire night. It's Yichli Shav Nefesh, and that's the totality of the Sogi. No, Hashem should bless us. We should talk about to find, again, to find our Chalik and Torah, always to remain current and be able to uh, not fall asleep for 70 years. Ah, uh, yes, you're